You are now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast brought to you by BringingDownTheBand.com. No bad ideas. Coleman Dental and Printfinity. I am Major 7th. I make beats and I have the t-shirts to prove it. And to my left, as always, is the one and only Longevity. Hello. Good day, sir. Hi. You done? <laughs> sure. You taking uh, Terrence's time here. <laughs> Sorry, though. To my left, as always, Mr. Printfinity himself. One and only DJJ Diff. Salutations. What's going on, brother? I'm reclaiming my time. Oh. You got anything else to say? Hello. That's it. You got time? He, he's, you got to let Today him shine. Today I got time. <laughs> he trying try to steal your shine. You done cooking? You good? I'm I'm good. Okay. Hi. Somebody get help. <laughs> I just I didn't hear him say anything when you said he was taking my time. Def- That's the reason why def- I said I was reclaiming my time. He so. definitely took ten to fifteen seconds got time. to shine. I got time today, cuz you got time. <laughs> I do. Okay. That's what's up. Hello. Dude. And to my right, as always, the incomparable, wearing that fresh Bears New Era fitted joint, DJ Spools. Hello, Michael. What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right, man. You good? You? Yeah. I can't complain, man. Yep. Good to see you. Good. Likewise. Yes, sir. Episode 42, New Old Heads Podcast. Bringing down the band is where you can find us. Here. Um, yeah, the, uh, so 42. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson all yeah, day. Yeah, I think Jackie. Yeah, I think Jackie. Maybe Ronnie Lott. Don't do it. I see <laughs> I see you. Don't do it. You don't have anything. Don't <laughs> do it. it. Stackhouse? Oh, man. Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> I knew he was going to say one. <laughs> nah, nah, son. Nah, son. Ronnie Lott would be second. James Worthy? James Worthy. James Worthy's good. Yeah. What number was Mike Allstott? Was he 40? I think so. Good call. But yep. he was 40, though. 40, I want to say. Mike Allstott. Yep. He was a beast, though, low-key. So we're going uh, to go Jackie? Purdue. Yes, I believe so. Jackie mm-hmm. it is. Episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. And let's go ahead and jump into the rundown. And guess where we're going to start? It's been a while, uh, but he's given us a ton of material to discuss today. Has it been a while? I think it was. It's Do, been a week. Has it been a week? Man, seven days. I mean, you know, when you go from seven days to, we went almost what five episodes? No, four. We've talked about him now. Unfortunately, like the last two the in last a row, two or three, two or three. I think. Yeah. I gotta give it James. James keeps track of that. Shout out to James, uh, Nave, my cousin. He keeps track of our yeah. Trump meter. Uh, he's also a patron. Did I say it right? Yeah. Did you? Good job. Thanks, Bradley. Amen. He's not going to tell me if I told, said it right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> got randomly tired. <clears throat> Come on. Wake up, man. Wake up. Wake up. You good? Wake up. She yep. got you some Red Bull. Like Yachty when he was getting interviewed before he went on that, uh, uh, was it Lollapalooza? Where he was like. I didn't see he it. He was like, yeah. uh, <laughs> is there's pizza? <laughs> oh, I thought there's pizza in the room. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. We gotta cut. We got to pull the audio That's for that great. one. Do kind of like that one. And chop that up. Yeah, yeah. But Friday, August 11th, uh, hundreds of marchers descended on the University of Virginia carrying torches. Shout out to Tiki uh, and yellow slogans. Yellow slogans. White lie. Yelling slogans. White lives matter. And blood and soil uh, protests turned violent in Charlottesville on Saturday as white Imagine supremacists, that. yeah, I know, clashed uh, with counter demonstrators and a car 
uh, plunged into a crowd of anti-racist and anti-fascist demonstrators. So there was a young lady that lost her life. I believe 19 people were injured in this. Um, a Unite the Right rally was planned for this uh, Friday, which is August 11th, to protest against the removal of the statue of the Confederate icon General Robert E. Lee, described as one of the largest white supremacist events in recent U.S. history. Uh, it was organized by Jason Kessler, a former journalist and a member of the Proud Boys and uh, ultra-nationalist group, is what's listed. So it pretty much goes into a detail in terms of time frames of when everybody arrived, the speeding right, car right. incident, blah, 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 blah. So uh, initial reactions, fellas. I, I'll go first, and then I'll just I'll, I'll toss it around. Um, I was absolutely amazed that this many people would come uh, in a demonstration bearing torches. We all know the uh, what torches symbolize, if you think about history. Historical yeah, symbols. Yeah, historically, yeah. What, what that represents depending on who you ask but i think that's pretty much well known to for a certain those, age group for those that don't know what, what would that be this is in relation to at least it was at least is what made me automatically think of the ku klux klan right so we've seen images you can think of the malcolm x movie you know when they when they throw stuff through the glass and then just like outside a lynch and, mob in general yeah thing. like yeah. you know just yeah. i'm just thinking in terms of people that have watched movies and might want to reference something down uh, along the lines of that but i was very disturbed i could not believe uh that people and these are young men these guys are much younger than i thought i mean you saw all ages yeah. but yeah. a lot of these kids were young and adamant about uh the things that they were screaming the actions that were taking place i saw fights a lot of people got bloodied and like we said Somebody lost their life uh, at this demonstration. So I'm going to go to Spools first. Spools, what was your initial reaction? Because I, I, was, I wasn't surprised, but I just was like, here we go again. Um, it's just sad. The torch is, is what, what really shocked me. I couldn't believe that. That was, my, that was new. My initial reaction was just sad, frustrated, angry. It's, uh, it's 2017. That it is. Um, no, man. Um, I, we could talk about this for a long time, but I'll just maybe like do it piece by piece and pass it around. But like, so the sure. first thing. Um, so people were getting together because they don't want to see the statue of Robert E. Lee removed from this park, right? Yeah. Right. That yes. Was like the reason. Yes. So Robert E. Lee was the general of the Confederate Army that lost in the Civil War, right? Yes. Correct. So, are there often statues of people who have lost wars in other countries anywhere that you guys can think of? I mean, I mean, America. I always remember seeing, <laughs> I just yeah. remember seeing statues of former leaders coming down whenever certain. You yeah, know. yeah, exactly. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. America yeah. seems like the only place that applies losing um, and wants to hang on to that. And forever, I guess that's the first. So, I mean, that's my first is that it's just kind of ridiculous with the whole. I, and then here's the thing, and I'm going to probably make multiple ties back to this because the alt-right and a lot of these nationalist groups are always <coughs> talking about how much they love America and how much they're into America. Now, perhaps they're right. I'll give them this in saying that America has always been a white country. 
Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, I mean, they're right when they say that. It always has kind of been a white country. I mean, I think we all know that. It's systemic and it goes back to the beginning of this country, right? But over time, people have changed and we have changed certain things for, for obviously the right reasons, you know? So to me, they're obviously resistant and in any way, in many ways, anti-American in that regard yeah. for being resistant to any sort of progression as far as things like that are concerned in this country. Very good point. So for a, for, you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to essentially do is think about it from these, like these folks standpoint. And there's a lot of hate there that I can't emulate if I tried and I wouldn't want to anyway, because I'm just not hateful in that. I'm just not a hateful person. And, um, so it's, I can't. I, I can't understand that. Can't understand hating someone like that. I just, I don't know. Well, you spoke to the layers, so you know. You know, but we'll go to the layers. But as far as like what these, you know, like white nationalists or um, alt right or any of these groups, or you know, they're all intertwined. I think anyway. But like what they're thinking. I mean, like it's it's it just seems like bad interpretation of history in a lot of ways too on their part the basis for why they are even an organization um to again be so pro-american and pro-american and do so many anti kind of american things um seems really hypocritical (laughs) and and contradictory you know so that's just kind of like for start like i don't i don't know man I mean, again, and that, and that then kind of goes into seeing an American flag flying next to a Nazi flag. Like, talk about imagery. Wow! Like, I saw a post about what? What do you think? How do you think that makes someone who fought in World War II feel? Yeah. Right. You know, like the the group again, just challenging this group's bases and things like that. They're just they're not legitimate, and they are a threat. They are a terrorist. They're a violent group. They came to fight, man. I'm sorry. Like, the comparisons that you've seen. Like Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group. Like I'm sorry, man. Like these these nationalists came up there like with heat. Like a lot of them did because Virginia has very loose carrying laws, so they came up with rifles and guns. You know what I mean? Like Black Lives Matter is never assembled with a bunch of rifles and firearms, to my knowledge. Because irony, it, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't <laughs> even get that far. Jump you in, know. Long. I want you to jump in. Uh, initial thoughts. Yeah, just initial um, thoughts. I don't remember the first thing that I saw. I, I, uh, it was probably the picture of the tiki torches, right? Uh, and it looked like a bunch of young kids. That's what that's what shocked me—the age of some of you the know, kids. You know, that was the first thing that stood out, <clears throat> and um, it's like okay. I didn't even know what what it was assembled for at the first right. at t- to begin to begin with. I, I was not hip to that. Um, this was going on. I think we were out that night. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Because um, I showed you a picture, the, the screen caption of just the kids, the, and the people torches. walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we talked about that. Uh, it's, it's like you said, the imagery. You know, uh, things kept happening, so I was watching it as it was happening. So many things stood out. One. I didn't realize it was for Robert E. Lee at first. Like, that was the statue. Right. I guess it's a significant statue, quote-unquote, for Confederates, right? Right. It, Confederates don't exist anymore. But anyways. Um, talk that talk. 
yeah, I, I guess I don't know. The, the young, the young thing stood out to me. The imagery of the American flags, the ideal, the idea that they think that they are standing for America, right? With these same beliefs is just astounding <clears throat> to me. Um, and that's not taken away from the idea of what America was founded on, but when you have the symbolism of a, a swastika next to an American flag next to a Confederate flag, it legitimizes every single argument that anybody has ever had about the Confederacy in the last five, ten mm-hmm. years or however long, and you know what that flag stands for. Right. It was just, I don't want to say validation because that's not necessarily what I want to get at, but it was just like, oh, that makes sense. It wasn't shocking. Yeah, like, I think pieces pieces of it in terms of to to go back around to the actual age of some of the kids that you saw out there when I initially when I see things now it's to the point where I'm like we've talked about the shock factor pretty much being if not diminished just gone right so when I saw the kids with the um, the torches and I'm like yo this is around the university um, college town I was just amazed because I'm like these kids are younger than us Mm -hmm. a lot of them and we you know, it's just I'm coming to diff, but that in itself, along with the torches, those were the two things that actually shocked me. The rally itself, um, I wasn't really shocked about that. So I'm good. And one but other it, thing, how organized they were. Yes. We saw that in a documentary we were watching. I mm-hmm. can't remember the name of it. I know you posted. It's a vice doc. doc. I don't know either. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were that hands on. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about behind the scenes. We're talking about live action shots i had no idea uh, that's very very frightening but uh the organization was incredible not in a good yeah. way but i couldn't believe that they organized that to the point where we see people saying yeah i drove 12 hours away <clears throat> who told you about this right mm-hmm. but uh, i'm coming to diff diff what, what was your initial reaction to uh we were kind of all together when we saw it but your initial reaction i mean um as far as the organization of it i mean it's easy to be involved in those organizations. I mean, the paper literally just shared every hate organization in our state since this happened. Right. Which was like yesterday. It had a list of 20 of them. There's like two of them that are probably 10 miles up the road okay. in Kokomo and Westfield. I believe it. So um, as far as my overall reaction, um, it's just crazy how it's allowed to happen like that. Right. So if, and it comes down to who's doing it, unfortunately. So yeah. if if there were a bunch of black kids or um, Asians or Muslims, especially, if they were to gather, they definitely would not have a gun presence there. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That, that wouldn't be allowed. It's just, there's certain things that that America allows to happen under this supposedly American umbrella, this makes us more American. And to you all's point, as far as the flags, I mean, it's an oxymoron that you're flying uh, Nazi and don't tread on me and uh, Confederate flags next to the American flag. I mean, not not saying that I'm saluting any of them or any form of flag, but at the same time, if one flag is supposed to represent this, but you're trying to embody all of it, that that makes no sense because i mean your heritage 
pretty much went up in flames. Right. If if you want to call that your heritage. Both of them. Right. Yeah. You Good lost point. if if it's not okay, the Nazis, that's in a whole nother country. So what does that have to do with your American birthright here? I'm I'm not understanding that. Yeah, there's just no. It doesn't it doesn't tie. It doesn't together. stick, but yeah, they make it stick. And I, and I really don't understand the again the, the the attempted comparisons to like to Black Lives Matter. There is no comparison. That's another thing. And I just I, d- I don't because you know what? Here's the thing: you don't have to be black to be a part of Black Lives Matter. No. You in fact have to be white to be a part of a white nationalist group. You definitely do. Talk that talk. I mean, there's schools. there's differences I mean, involved I mean, here. Like, you know, that's a fact. And just with Trump, the whole Trump thing, we already know he's he's a dick. He's not. He's treading water. He's riding the fence here. He's not denouncing what's going on. Um, there's nothing united about the United States. You gave me that's actually a good segue point. Uh, I copied and pasted a couple of his responses. So. You guys bear with me. I'm going to read through a couple of these, and I'm coming to you, Spools, um, after I read them. Because, to me, I, I thought it was almost la- borderline. No, it wasn't borderline. Uh, it was laughable. His initial response, lack of accountability, which is Spools, that's your word. Um, I, I, terrible response from a, point, uh, a person that has such a high position um, in the United States to the initial reaction. And then your argument is I always have to um, make sure I'm aware or I've done my research before I try to speak. Hasn't stopped you on Muslim. Hasn't stopped you on black. He's just a fuck boy, man. Exactly. But let me go to the quotes because there's a beyond double standards. Not even that's a polite way of saying it. Double standards, not even a phrase like it's 10 times worse than a double standard. But on the violence in Charlottesville. Now, this is just one quote. It says you had a group a group on one side and you had a group on the other side on the other. And they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side. You can call them the left. You, <laughs> you just call them the left. That came violently attacking the other group. And then he says, so you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. This is the president now. That's the quote. He's now, here's another, here's another one. Uh, this is elaborating on the both sides comment. Now, this is his elaboration of that. I think there's blame on both sides. I don't have a doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt either. <laughs> I can't believe this. And if you reported it accurately, you would say it. That's his re- that's his breakdown on the both sides. So he says, I think there's blame on both sides. I don't have any doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. And if you reported it accurately, like I said, you wouldn't say that. He says, before I make a statement, I'd like to know the facts. So since when dicks in his mouth, since when <laughs> so yeah. spools, I'm coming to you and We'll just narrow everything down. Terry said it best. Like, yeah, <laughs> like. I'm amazed at the lack. Like I said, Spools, the, I'm, I'm just amazed at the lack of accountability, the lack of imp- lack of empathy. It almost sounded like it was just, let me say something to appease everybody, and then I'm going to walk off. I mean, so I'm, Spools, go I'm ahead. I'm not surprised by it. Right. I just, 
you know and again this i mean we we talked about this earlier and mm-hmm. you know last week what i was saying i i really do think that he has um enabled empowered legitimized some of these like um nationalistic thoughts or feelings that people have had especially as it you know pertains to r- race as well right um and yeah to sean's point like seeing all those young folks out there too man like this that's not a good look. That means that it's like perpetuate. It's continued to not to say it would is it like it's just gonna yeah. halt, but right. that it has like thoroughly kind of perpetuated itself down. Um, but anyway, you, most, you mostly see it from older white males, right? Right. Generally exactly. speaking, Gen- generally, I agree. I agree. Um, but but now back to Trump. Like no, man, it doesn't. He has. You know, throughout his campaign and since he's been, you know, he's. He's exactly who he said, who he thought he was. He's continued to enable a certain group of people and that group of people in its most in in its more extreme form, I would say, definitely reared its head in Charlottesville. Right. Because there's still plenty of people who feel the same way these folks do, but wouldn't come out to protest. And there's still people out here that that's seen what happened. Mm-hmm. And they're more concerned with Colin Kaepernick not playing in the NFL. Talk that rather talk. than focusing talk. on what's going on Man. right here. Talk that talk on our own soil. Yep, with our own citizens. Yep. I had a great back and forth with a very close friend of mine about the whole Kaepernick thing. Mm-hmm. Very, cl- he's like one of my, my best friends in the world. And uh, he was like, you know, man, I'm absolutely for the cause that Kaepernick is kneeling for. He was like, but I think he's a crybaby because he. None of this happened until he wasn't starting a football game anymore. Who caps a crybaby? Yeah. Hmm. It was the point he had made. And I was like, you know, that's not the point. That's <laughs> definitely that's not so the point. far. That's not the point. That's not even close to the but, point. <laughs> but but anyway, long way, you know, we went back and forth. He was like, man, it just would have meant a lot if he did it in the Super Bowl. Or if he's like, if he started doing it then, okay. you know, trying to kind of tie the motivation behind it or, or the speaking, you know, and. Uh, but what we ended up basically coming down to was the fact that when Cornell West speaks on these things, yep. you have to be kind of tuned in to Cornell West to know that he's talking about these things. I met him. He's when very Colin Kaepernick, the guy who throws a football for a living, throws a football, when he takes a knee, everyone cares. And it's yep. because of the value of entertainment in our country, man. Again. I mean, we've the, talked the about The American this. way, so to say. So... What's more American than football on a Sunday? Right. It's the epitome. Maybe church. I, I Maybe. <laughs> but him kneeling, <laughs> expressing or exercising his right is un-American. Yeah. So let's shun him. Um, and I probably we probably shouldn't even go to Kaepernick yet because there's still a whole lot of meat yeah. and potatoes yeah. on yeah. the whole incident that happened in Charlottesville. But it, it's just so crazy how how people – tend to focus on that but aren't focusing on what's happening in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Let me let me go to Lone and I want I want to I, I, quick question though I wonder were the white nationalists protesting the right way? Cuz I haven't <laughs> heard anybody come out and say that okay. They weren't. That's a good question. He he's he actually that's a good point, Spools. Great. I'm just curious cuz whoever the, the the new you know people who decided who what is the wrong and right right way to protest and condemned everything Black Lives Matter or anything like that. Right. Did 
I don't hear anybody saying a damn thing about not Tommy these Warren. dudes literally running up in a park without any. Tommy did have something to say about she it. She said she had something to say, but it was still condemning Black Lives Matter. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hold, hold that hold that thought though. I want I want to I want to ask I want to ask you a question, Long. I Save ask that because I'm gonna forget that, and I have something to say on that. You you want to go now? Go ahead. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say, we live in America. Mm-hmm. We don't live in the Confederate States of America. Right. We do not live in Nazi Germany. We do not. There's no place for it. Period. There's no place for it. And I feel like if you're a real, just to piggyback off of that, if you really truly are an American, mm-hmm. and and I'll touch on this after we get back to, but if you really understand history, and I'm talking again to this like white nationalist group, and you understand that the term white wasn't a term, like your ancestors didn't use the term white. White is a thing that was kind of created here. I mean, there's always been race in this, lighter and darker shade you know what i mean as far as that is concerned all over but white's not a culture yeah and even even their even the arguments where they they talk about oh well we want to savor our european roots or you know it they they try to play off play off of it a little bit then so, fly a real fucking German flag and not a Nazi up. one. Like, if that's really I mean, what... I don't ever see that shit. Bingo. You know, it's like... Exactly. Yes. You know, it, yes. It's just... It's dancing around. It's it's just like the same... That's a good point. The same, the same guys that are there marching and people took pictures of them or whatever and they're finding them on social media. Right. And now they're coming out saying, well, don't label me a racist. Oh, yeah. I'm not just really Just because a I'm there. No, you are. No, yeah. you are a racist. Own it. Own it. If you're going to be a part of it, own it. Yeah, it just goes to show you, these are the same people you run into on exactly. uh, everyday, oh, yeah. today basis. These are the people. That tell you that they're not racist, but they're attending things like this. And like what we were talking about before we went live, um, all of this is an act of treason. So there's no I don't remember who said it exactly, but before we went live, someone brought up brought up the point that this is treason. So in another country, yeah, I think that was spools. Yeah, spools. It is treason. Like in, in Germany, you can't you can't do the Nazi salute yeah. in Germany. Jail. It, I think I, it, I think it's immediately. Yeah, like I mean they you take, can't they take you to jail. That happened over the weekend. Even somebody yeah. there did that in Germany over the weekend, yeah. and they got jailed. Yeah, like yeah. with uh, awaiting charges. <laughs> like, yeah. Why is that okay? But, this is, but this we've is a, where it was, and I understand people the, have adapted it over here. Though. And I understand the First Amendment. I understand all that. But when it turns into a hate group, right? That doesn't seem to really be rooted in anything real, other than the kind of their own fears. The this is. I mean, we've talked about this group a lot. The this is my country. Yeah. And it's being taken away from me. Group of white people. Yes. You know? It's just. What do they call themselves? The quiet, quiet majority. Something like that. Si- yeah. The silence. Just, and, like and it's so hard for me to relate sometimes because I just never, ever, and I am a highly functioning member of our society. I have a job, pay taxes. I have for a long time. Mm-hmm. Never one time felt like as a white person, this country was being taken away from me, man. Never been rich, never been, you know, but I've never once, just never, it's never had a, it just never had, it's so lost on me to understand that. Mm -hmm. That's a question um, 
that I wanted to mine, post not both. yours, you know mine, as a white person. It's just never. Well, a lot of a lot of not saying you are, but there's a lot of white males that are upset about affirmative action and when that went into play and putting uh, a certain number of blacks in position to where they would get some jobs and yep. things like that. Yep. Regardless of if, if that went into play or not, when you walk into your job, how many black people do you see in there? Like even before you got your new position, how many black people did you see At in my your current department? job? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm, I can, so I'm trying to think when I went, when I was in the office, um, I would say it was slightly okay. So what's what white people in this country like sixty five percent or something like that? Sixty it's going down. I don't know. So I don't know somewhere around there. It doesn't matter. But I would say it was a few more than sixty percent white people. But it was pretty diverse. There was a lot of people like um, Asian people, people from um, India, people from Pakistan, people so the, from. So the people left over were all different races. Yeah, as far as black people. Well, you can even just leave it at that, though. I would say it was disproportionate, as far as black, like, disproportionate to the overall population. Mm-hmm. But there were some black people there. Yeah. It was actually kind of a diverse company. The company I was at before, not as much. But, like, the point I'm making, though, you're saying that especially in leader- percent, leadership positions. Right. 60-some-odd percent of your company was white. Mm-hmm. The remaining positions went to minorities yeah. of different races. So, essentially, the white still had the majority share in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the higher ups are usually what ninety percent, is that fair to oh, say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It might be and male than that. as well, typically. Yeah. yeah, it might be higher than that. Yeah, but so but they're scared of blacks and Jews and Asians. This alt right, I'm not understanding that. This alt right group is definitely not a fan of Jewish people. No, what's the the, the quote? Uh, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Mm-hmm. You speak on it more than anyone in I terms mean, of the the white privilege. Like you've talked about that, I don't know how many episodes right. back. Like you you always address it. Both of you guys actually. Well, I mean, I've made the comment to Terry today, just before this, or maybe it was to you, Mike. That I said, "Why is it that someone else getting eat the same rights as you? How does that actually infringe on your rights?" I think it goes to what I just said. It exactly. feels like it's it. the same. It's that feels feeling like, like somebody's taking something from you. Yeah. Right. And, I, and, and when I you're just, accustomed to that, you know, it's we have never, um, never felt that. Way. I just don't. I, I can't. It's hard for me to relate to some of these. Groups. What's what is being taken? What's actually being taken? Nothing. I, it's just a feeling. It's just. You know. It's just. A, it's just a lifelong. It's a lifelong embedded thought pattern. Yeah. And somehow that again the ties to I don't really I'm not a super patriotic person. I was definitely less so when I was younger, mm-hmm. when I was probably in my early 20s, right? But as I've gotten older because you if you really dig you learn all the like heinous shit that this country's done and what's, you know, and you're like, "Oh my god, like right. We're nothing like we say we are." Really at the end of the day. Mhm. But then you get older and you start, you know, or some people, at least I did, stop being so pessimistic and you can see the beautiful things that are, that do happen in this country and, um, you know, th- you know, things like that. But it, it's just, if you're taking a very realistic look at what, what this country has done and its actual behavior, 
I find it difficult to be patriotic. Man. Mm-hmm. That doesn't say I'm not proud to be an, I guess, an American. I just don't. This white pride, proud to be an American. I just doesn't. It's all built on violence, though. Think about it. Everything patriotic has something to do with violence. Right. Even when you go downtown and if you're standing on the circle and you look at the war monument, there's cannonballs and rifles and all kind of stuff on there. Yeah. But it's so funny when people point the blame at, well, such and such and this group of people are violent and this, that, and the other. They learn from you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you came over here putting your foot on people's necks, literally. You hey took man, something that Terry, wasn't yours. We stole this fair and square. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it was it was so called discovered. Yeah. How do you discover something that, with somebody still living there? <laughs> that a bitch. There's somebody living there. How do you discover that? That's like you walking into my house and saying, Oh, I discovered this house. You know what the alt right is. This is my says. house now. The alt right says, Well, we were smart enough at the time to, to capitalize off of these things. Yeah, and that manifest destiny shit is something That's else. Crazy. We start like getting That's into bull. that ideology and like it's, like, it's crazy. And I'm not I'm not saying anybody is smarter than the next person. But the way things were done, like especially when they say uh we built this country. <laughs> mm. We talked How? about we talked about that before we came and, on. And Terry what you overseen of, this country being built. What you're talking yeah, about is that same truth that doesn't that seems to miss a lot of these alt right people. Like the real truth about yeah. America, which is what you just dis- like no, it wasn't necessarily built on just the backs of people that came over here from Europe. Like it obviously wasn't. No. Um, and not continues close. to not be. It's not even close, though. There, there's this weird <laughs> identification or need to be, and I think capitalism has a big tie into this. Sorry, I know, like, kind of, I'm not. That's your favorite like, word like for anti, the past two months. <clears throat> anti-capitalist by any means, I'm not. But I just, I That's definitely have my no. criticism, yeah. criticisms of it. But you know, um, this need, I, I, capitalism ties into it in 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 that. And Brother Ali talks about it in a really good song called Before They Called You White. We were listening to it before the show. That record is dope. It is. Yeah. But it's like, how did... There's bigger powers that... Pull, you know, we talk about white people and, you know, it's founding father, you know, and, thing, and things like that and what it was. But there is a larger group of people at play that really, I think, run things. And it's going to start getting very conspiracy theory. You know what I mean? And, like, it's like regular white people are trying to emulate that but aren't that hmm. and this same group of people up here has been doing keeping them in a certain place too but it's like as long as i'm better than this guy and they're they're allowing it to happen you know but it, th- it's the whole as long as i'm better than this person thing yeah. and that person is a minority is a black mm-hmm. person typically or uh a hispanic person or something along those lines as long as i'm better than and to me that's where the capitalism part comes in like, why is that important? That's that status. That let me ask you. It's just lost on me. Like, it just again, it, it's shit that doesn't matter to me. Th- that a lot of this alt right shit's founded on, and to me, it's just it's it's a lot of hate, um, ignorance, definitely a misunderstanding, and a, and in my in my opinion, a misinterpretation of factual things that have happened. Because um, it's being rewritten. Yeah. And and, and then a self indulging interpretation of what history really 
of what history was. Mm-hmm. It's self-indulging, meaning it suits them. It's it's makes them feel good about their actions and justifies some way their their false interpretation, in my opinion, of things. And feelings are feelings, right? You can feel whatever you want, but um, and the basis of it all just doesn't. It's really, um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Let me, let me it's ridiculous. ask this. Let me ask this then. So a lot of people go around talking about the Confederate flag is from their heritage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, the heritage of, and and they'll even try to sugarcoat it. Well, it's my heritage. I'm not like that, but I'm gonna fly this flag proudly. I just yeah. I'm that, I'm that not totally getting that. Um, and not to mention, it's a bad, and this kind of goes back to how how do these flags keep coming together? It's a bad so, telephone game. It is like how how it's how does. Bad. How does the Confederate South identify with neo-Nazi Germany? Outside of the racial Outside part. of the obvious? Yeah. Yeah, other than that, how does it identify with that? Yeah. What is an Aryan? Hmm. What is fascist about America? And if you're so pro-American you're, and you're, uh, again, a white nationalist, Nazi Germany was a fascist <coughs> country. Like, it just... It's really fucked, dude. Like the whole shit is all fucked. It just doesn't make, it just doesn't make any sense. Any There's nothing sense united about the United States. Seeing those, seeing those no. two images together is like to you both of your points where we talked about the flags and the symbolism. It's one of the biggest contradictions because, like he said, it's like, well, to this point, this or the origin is in Germany, right? But we're talking about joining the two together, like other than the racist piece, right? Mm-hmm. You said the racist piece is, the, I guess, the connect. It's like I don't see how the two are flown together. It just doesn't make sense to me. The hair. I don't see how you could fly, fly either one of them. No, with I the, agree, but I'm yeah, just saying, like, you see what they're yeah. pushing the two together, yeah. like they're together. Yeah. I don't under. I've never understood that. Maybe you guys can speak to that. I've white, never understood how the white two genocide is okay. Okay, I can dig yeah. it. <laughs> what is what is the "Don't Tread on Me" flag? What is that one? I don't know that. Uh, one. I was going to ask not, if you I'm guys not really knew up that one. on mine. Yeah, I'm not either. White genocide is. I just know that that one sneaks in there too. I see that a lot. I think that might be more Revolutionary War, if I'm not mistaken, and more of like a independence from. So pretty England, much maybe? all the losing symbols. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. You're right when you talk about the glorification of the the losing piece. The You're losing absolutely piece. Absolutely right about that. United States of America. Yes. And we <laughs> talked about it. it's such a it's such a bad argument. Yes. You know, like when people say, "Well, I'm just representing my heritage right. because, and I fly the Confederate flag not because I'm racist or anything like that, but because it's part of who I am." Yeah. That's just that's just that's the equivalent to this. So there, let's get a constant reminder of <laughs> of this flag. Yes, which was a a great blemish on this great company, well, great country. Yep. As I did rabbit ears for those who can't see. We see you. Was in quotations. We see you. Don't forget about that. But forget about being enslaved for four hundred plus years. Let's and just wash that away. I had this conversation with Lone, and I. I I stand behind this. I'm adamant about this. And we talked about this before we started. It bothers me when I'm told by someone that is 
not African-American, how I'm supposed to feel about any struggles or anything that has happened to my race in the past. Just get when over it. The equivalent, yeah, the equivalent of some, like, for a great example, when somebody, it's the equivalent of someone saying, well, we talk about slavery and 400 years of enslavement and heritage and blah, 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 and someone says, well, you know, just get over it. Times are better. Just get over it. Or why do you guys feel that way? It's not that big of a deal. Like those are the types of things that really, truly rub me the wrong way because you don't, who are you to tell me how my race is supposed to react or feel about anything? Mm -hmm. What gives you the merit to do that? I completely disagree with people that say that I try to keep my cool, but you don't have any right to actually tell me how I should feel about my heritage or anything that, you know, black people have gone through. I completely, I'm adamant about that. I emphatically disagree with that. I guess, so to your point, that's why most of what I've said today, and if you go back and listen to any of the other episodes, most of what I say on subjects like this pertain to um, what the white people, I guess, are doing as right. far as this is concerned. Because I, you're, what you said is 100% correct. Like, it's not... In the United States of America, in my opinion, as far as the the past, you know, the the past of how races have interacted in this country and things like that, I don't think it is a white person's place to tell a black person what they should or shouldn't do or how they should or shouldn't feel about anything. Nope. I just, I just, never... it's not. So, but what I, what we can do, myself, alone, you know, other people that are, I guess are like us are analyze the situation of again of kind of why white people feel that way and then find things to do as far as that's concerned whether that be protesting whether that be um you know you know just even trying to sit down one-on-one i've thought about trying to do that i I don't know if it's it's hard yeah but you know there's a guy i don't know if you guys have seen this a buddy of mine sent me this podcast a couple years ago but it's a guy it's a uh it's a black gentleman who played guitar for a long time and I think still may. He's played with everybody over the years, all sorts of bands. But basically what he's done is sit down with like leader or not leaders, but like members of white nationalist groups and, you know, just individually sat down with them over the, over time. And it has been able to get a lot of them to basically leave that group, that white supremacist group based off conversation with mm-hmm. them, just one-on-one conversation. Hmm. And why do you feel the way you feel and then basically breaking down to that person why the way they feel that the way they feel is not historically or factually rooted in truth um and and different things along those lines so to that point that's what i feel like i guess myself as a white <coughs> person can do to try to alleviate this situation or make it a little better for the people that come after me or us you know what i mean because you it's not going to just go away and that's what a lot of people seem to think yeah that if you just don't do anything about it or don't give it any (laughs) energy it's just going to magically disappear and it's it's a long you have a so speaking from just a lot of white and sean i'm you know give you obviously see what you think about this but having obviously interacted with and obviously being a white person in this country being different from being a black person in this country yeah when i interact with white people there's a wider range a wide array and range of like the roots of this person's kind of racist feelings or 
the root of this person's inability to see that they are fueled by racism. It's kind of all over the place with a lot of white folks. It's not always just like one thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's it's you know that's the best way I can think to be like effective is to try to find out where it actually comes from, where these feelings, you know, and and then be like, well, you know, I I feel break it down. I feel like uh, number one, it's not in my opinion. It's not any black person's job. Period, to have to explain this stuff to white people. Yep. I don't. That's just so. When I look at it from that way of thinking, it puts it on me, right? Or other white people Mm -hmm. to talk to our people, quote unquote, right? To have those conversations. I also have a problem with what you just said. Obviously, I'm not black. Right, right. But it rubs me wrong the same same way. I had yeah. a convers- two conversations today where people tried to talk about, well, if black people could just right. take care of black on black crime. Right. Which is a whole other thing. So, you know, it's a fail safe, you know, or, you know, well, black people have hate groups, too. That's what Black Lives Matter and the Black Panthers were. It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. you need to go back and revisit yeah. history yeah. a little yeah. bit. Ex- you know, it's and it's all it, alternative facts. And that goes right to Spool's point. As well, because it's it it's <laughs> the conversation with white people on the race issue is depending on where they're from and how cultured they are, how they were raised, who they have in their lives. It could it personal experiences experiences. You know, it. The end of the day, there's a lot of Remy's human, out there. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, I look at it. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Rappaport. We see you, Michael Rappaport. Great movie. Cube. We see you, Buster Rhymes. I, I have to look at it from a lens of being appalled just because I am. But at the same time, they're still humans. And how do humans how do humans process? This is this is the question I this is the question I've been wanting to ask you. And I'm gonna throw this to you. We talked about you said that. There's sometimes from time to time that you might spar. We call it sparring. You'd be on Facebook and you spar with someone. But you also said that you noticed someone or some people that have that may have made slight progress right. in terms of, I don't know, six to eight months ago to now, we'll say. Right. So here's my question to you. And then I guess Spools can chime in as well. How do you approach moving forward? Said person that has shown improvement. And then also that person that continues to joust with you and has no clue that fights you, that's defiant. That's that person that tells Terry and I how we should feel. Right. What are your approaches well, to those people? Well, it's frustrating, one. Okay. It's always I frustrating. It. Right. But it's going to be frustrating. Right. Um, and my approach has been more so geared towards less attack, less... Um, more talking less instruction okay more you know requesting asking questions asking engagement so it's the um, approach it's definitely the pro- the approach okay. because when you have these conversations with white people generally it's a def- it, it's a defensive mechanism okay when you have when you have when i have conversations with people online or whenever i have them with them they don't have 
bunch of facts lined up. They have like two or three things, and then that's it. That's or all a bunch they know. Of cliche statements. Exactly. That everybody they don't. Uses. There's not. There's no depth there. So once you get to a certain point, they run out of stuff to say, and then it's quiet. Right. So if you get to that point. Either they're going to shut up completely, or they're going to start start spewing insults. Right. The I, goal, the goal, I don't joust. I know you do. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know but, schools that. Yeah. yeah, but but it depending on your approach and how you get there, you can have engaging conversations with people. And I don't want to say there's a manipulation in in in, in play there, right? But sometimes you have to make people feel like their thoughts are. Valid, mm-hmm. or not necessarily valid, but that they're valid as a human being. Right. Um, ego plays a lot into it. Huge. Ego and just the human condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, these are human beings. They think that they are right. Right. Man. They think that they are right. So you have to approach it from an angle of like, this person knows exactly, this person thinks he knows everything I or wanna, she knows everything. I want to come to Spools and Spools, I'll. I'll flip it. Sean gave you his approach in terms of, you know, the jousting. You uh-huh. said you don't, correct? Right? So I used to be a lot more about. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. But uh, Spools, you said you don't take that approach. No. So you kind of hit it on it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the alternative? Because to me, my my this is my opinion. <clears throat> we react, we see, we digest, and we react. We are all in a position where we have a platform, right? So I feel like it's, a, it's on us to have this conversation at some point. It's on everybody, but especially with, with us having a platform to be able to talk about, okay, so what's the next step, right? So Spools, mm-hmm. if you don't joust and you don't go back and forth, how are you going to relay basically everything that we've talked about? Would that be via casual conversation? Is that... Phone, I, I, is I it, don't. You know what I mean. I honestly don't know, Mike. Okay. I don't. I um. I don't do the verbal. I don't. Here's why. Okay. And and I, and I applaud Sean for doing it because it does take a um a level yeah, of patience to, yeah. and, and things like that to yeah. be able to do that. Because I agree. I don't think the person doing this behind the keyboard is the same person that's sitting here doing this. I would agree. And by that I mean people are different when they're behind a keyboard than yep. they are face to face. Keyboard I feel way more, you know, open to say racist things, you know. But that's than, how they really they feel, though. True. They're just not going to say it to your face, right? They're 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 comfortable doing it behind a computer where they're not looking you in right. your eye and seeing. You know what I'm saying? Point being, it's very unfortunate. So yep. if if you don't have the balls to in a human setting like to interact that with me, I don't want to talk to you anyway. You mm. know what I mean? At the end of the day, now it's hard to say who is. Because you'll never meet any of these people, right? Right. Face to face. But um, but that's why I kind of stay away from a lot of it. It turns into people, and maybe, you know, and I've never perfected my art of being able to have these discussions. But, um, I mean, I was in a discussion once with someone I, I went to high school with who, uh, when, and I can't remember who it was, it was a, one of the, uh, like an unarmed black man that had been killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a buddy that, had said uh, who, who's black who said i'm you know i'm so sick of this and you know da, 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 i'm you know not try, you know basically i hope this shit better not happen to me something like that 
Right. And he was like, well, it won't, you know, this guy in particular was white. It won't if you just, just don't resist. Yeah, that's because that's all you got to do. You know, exactly. And, and and that was the only one I jumped in on. I was like, you know what? And I thought about it. I thought I always think about what I say and I think about what I'm going to type. So it was like, unfortunately, that's just not always the case. It's not. Mm. That's all I said. And those are the same people because like. And that turned into a. And I right. Was just like, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I have nothing against the Name police. Name one white person. You know what I'm saying? Does this. I was like, dude. I didn't even say anything about race. Now you're getting your deep-seated feelings out on me for no right. reason. Like, it's just like I don't have any, any like direct hate towards the police. I don't necessarily like how they operate. Right. But a lot of these things and organizations are being made because of Black Lives Matter and right. hands up, don't shoot. Like, when did you start seeing the blue banner or uh, I stand with the blue and this, that, and other? It's like. Okay, that's happening over there. I'm not really messing with that. Whatever this cop does, that's who I'm standing by. That's pretty much what that that means to me when it says, I back the blue. And you see that blue ribbon. It's like, I don't give a fuck how many people they shot or what reason they shot them for. I'm still backing them. I'm backing them. What you going to do about it? Pretty much, it's like I'm throwing it in your face. Like, fuck you. Right. And to that point, did you guys by chance just out of curiosity and, and this is this should go to prove the point about how America is, like did you guys see the clip um within the last few days of it was a, I think a sixteen year old black male who had a gun that I think ended up being a BB gun, but they couldn't tell. Yes. And they I kept that. saying, We're your friend, just put it down. Yep. Put it down and the guy just kept walking towards him, kept walking towards him, finally put the gun up to him and they ended up shooting him. That hasn't been all over the news. Mm-hmm. Right. No one's protesting that. Right. Because it was just it was justifiable, I guess. It's unfortunate with any when anyone loses their life, right? That's sad. But that is something the police would that they they unfortunately just kinda yeah. had to do their job. They, but see, that's the not thing been is, in the news because not. because that's <laughs> that's not what was happening to all these other Exactly. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And then and, and people don't even see the differences as far as when so white oh, people somebody white is what I'm does saying. a crime, they're taken into custody. They get a trial yep. every single time. Like you had the guy here that just shot the cop, killed yep. the cop. Yep. The cop was checking on him after he got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he killed him. They took his ass into custody. Yeah. That doesn't happen with black. No. Black males at all. The point I was getting at as far as saying, Aaron Bailey, you know, yeah, Aaron yep. Bailey, yep. This, uh, this, the, the one, the recent incident happened with the police shooting not being reported on, and all these others. That, that is what I'm trying to like tell white people is like there was a massive difference between those two, definitely. And the ones get, that get reported on aren't bec- are for any other reason than for why people are mad and why they're upset. Yeah. Don't find a fucking ulterior reason or motive or what's really going on behind this. Or he should have did anything. this. He should have did it's that. It's that it's fucked up. Yeah. And it's disproportionate. And it has been for a very, very long time. That is why. Be mad about that. Mm-hmm. Not that Colin Kaepernick it. doesn't start or he thinks... Not that any other reason other than not black-on-black crime. None of that. Because Just black that on, the term black-on-black black crime pisses me off. Yeah. Because... White-on-white crime... Okay, so I have sociology, right? That was I have mm-hmm. a degree in sociology. Um, if you look at these statistics, you are more likely, no matter what race you are, to be killed by someone if you're going to be killed by someone of your own race. Yeah, your own race and most it. most murders are are in the act of uh, passion, yep. technically. So you're in that environment, but 
that's something that they put they put out there to pretty much it's it's the whole rewriting of everything. So every time somebody black gets killed, we're going to call it black on black crime. Right. Whenever somebody white gets killed, if it's by a white person, they don't call it white on white crime. Right. They just call it a crime. Yep. Same way with every other race. They point it back to black people, to all the black people. They're just killing themselves. No, everybody kills their own race. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just what it is. There are numbers to support that. There are definitely numbers to support that. Yeah. And that doesn't take into account the systemic reasons to why well that's what i was going to murder rates into. are higher in certain areas yeah. anyway yeah. because the next the next yes. the next argument you can't is even well get, you can't even get to that point because you can't even get to that yeah. argument and it's just like yeah. talking about you know when you get hit you ask me how do you approach certain things right it's hard because somebody says black on black crime they think well black people are just killing a bunch of black people mm-hmm. right you hit them with a little bit of statistics. They're like, oh, well, the statistics are... Uh, then you hit, hit say something along the lines of, well, do you know why certain crime rates are higher in certain areas as opposed to other reasons in historic... <laughs> it's a... It, you, then you, got, you literally have to educate somebody from front to back that does not want to be educated, doesn't feel they need to be educated. Because mm-hmm. they don't really th- want to know the truth. You summed it they up don't well. Th- they don't think that there's anything wrong in the first place. It's, right. not, a quick, it's not a quick discussion with, with, it, with folks like this. It, it is, is a, not. You have to start from, okay... Black on black crime. Okay, if you're a black male between this age and this age, you're more likely to be killed. Okay, well, why? Well, because they live in areas that are more poor and they're more prone to violence. Okay, well, why? Yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why? Because if okay, well, why? (laughs) Right, right. And you and and then you have to have someone who's willing to even look that deep. Right. Yeah. There's a rebuttal to without some smart ass remark or trying to like play it off on something else, and it's just like, man, like I'm not trying to make you. Somebody today said, I'm not trying to make you think something specific. Somebody, right now. somebody I'm trying today. to lead you to the factual things, yes. right? That have occurred throughout history that mm-hmm. have gotten us to this this point, and make you maybe think about them a little bit differently. As he says, systematic stuff. It's yes, and sir. it's highly. It's everything is very sensitive, you know, because you're telling you're you're essentially. It's trying to explain to somebody something that they don't know, and they're a yep. grown ass person most time, and they yep. think that they already know everything because they're stuck in their ways. Yeah. So what then, cogni- cognitive dissonance, <laughs> essentially, right? I got told today that that because I believed in white privilege, yep. believed in it, yeah, that I also believe in unicorns and <laughs> wow. something else, and I was just like, all right, yeah, 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 empathy, yeah. That's all I'll say. A couple a the last couple things: giving up the need to be right. And that's word to my man Jack Needham, who taught a class that I got a, uh, you know, a company I used to work at that was really good. Giving up the need to be right about everything is really freeing. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot. And it really does because when you feel when you give up the need to feel right all the time, it really opens you up to like learning things. You become available to be open. I'm an American and I'm dug in, and I'm never going to change. That's a always sunny line. How about listening? Listening is the best way Man, to educate yourself. Really listening. If you learn to shut up and listen, yeah. Sometimes you can just listen and become a better person by listening. It's it's simple. Listen. That was literally a transformation of mine. I just stopped talking and I just started listening to people. Listen. It helps. So, people will tell you who they are. 
if you listen. Mm-hmm. And then we go from there. You, right? Like, I had to learn. That took me a long time to learn that. Sometimes you have to just listen. Shut up. Sit back. And listen. Yeah, because some people, they'll sit there and act like they're listening to you. But they're all they're doing is formulating something else to say to you. To jump right back They're not back listening in. to you. Exactly. Now, what's that? It's a quote off some movies. Like, are you listening or just <laughs> wait, wait or just wait for your turn to speak? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing, the thing that we've, I think we've come up with this a lot, um, in terms of our two part episodes, episodes where we kind of dive back in. I think today's conversation is healthy. I think today's conversation. Uh, hopefully jogs the minds of anybody that watches just to kind of sit back and say, hey, I didn't think about it like that because the perspectives that you guys had, I wanted to kind of just let you guys talk about that because it's usually, it's usually ironically, and it's actually sad, but Terry will be able to attest to this. Eight times out of ten, nine times out of ten, we're talking about the black kid that got killed by. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to listen to how Terry feels or how – Mike feels about this and we talk about our experiences, right? So this is a situation where I wanted to kind of sit back and see how you guys felt about it because we don't get a chance to go down this road often. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just really appreciate the comments. Like I it's good to get a chance to hear, you know, from a white person's perspective about what's going on in terms of especially with that the event that just happened, like it's just dope. Like, I really appreciate you guys' comments on that because a lot of people don't get a chance to hear level-headed, opinionated thought, no yelling, no screaming, no fighting, no cursing. Well, you know, we had a little cursing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And we didn't even go that deep into it, We really. didn't. There's there's tons of layers, but what I'm saying is I'm applauding you two because no, I appreciate it. we Thank don't you. get a chance to see this yeah. a lot. It's usually the opposite. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. What's What's the name of the hat? Uh, blue, no bad ideas. We like to fly in the sky with nice. ravens. The Wave Runner, I guess. The Wave I don't Runner? Know. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making up a name, but it's a dope hat. That yeah. is dope. I might have to try to finagle my way into that one. We got anything <laughs> popping? We got the build Thursday, which will be the day this airs. Yeah. Location? Uh, KI, uh, Kefra Institute. It's off, uh, what is it, 35, Boulevard. 19? It's off 35th and Boulevard, 35th Boulevard by Crown Hill Cemetery. Okay. 630 to 830. All right. Discussions. Come out. Voice your opinions. That's what they're looking for. Am I right? Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, marketing. We're going to have a spe- some special guests this time. Um, nice. Brookins, uh, Gray, Granite, okay. and uh, A.G. the Pharaoh, and somebody else going to be special guests. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Wine after work. Friday. Okay. Location. 6 to 10, Red Room, Broad Ripple. Okay. Printfinity merch going to be on deck. Yeah, I might have a few shirts to give away. Okay, you got or to purchase. Okay, giveaway or purchase, so it might be some type of promotion popping. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Definitely, okay. never know with Terrence. Never know. Hey, Terrence is turning into. I just start calling him Master P because that boy's bought that paper. I'm He's trying to be Damon John. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get that that Fubu paper. Yeah, and then end up on Shark Tank. Are you trying to picking be... businesses to invest in? Can we start calling you Carl Kanai? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, please don't. Sir do Paddington Coleman. Sir right. Paddington Coleman. The, the bloke. bloke Paddington the bl- Coleman. <laughs> 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 All right. That's going to do it for episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. Longevity, DJ J. Diff, a.k.a. The Bloke. Paddington. Paddington. <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> 
DJ Spools, I am Major 7. Please subscribe. We got buttons. We got stickers. Patreon. We got a lot of neat stuff for you guys. And we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Shouts to Coleman Diddle, too. Yes, sir. Coleman Diddle, get your teeth is right.